everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Flores. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Joe, we are just about at that regular season opener, and the preseason is just about finished. The Flyers play their preseason finale on Friday night. They are five games into their six-game preseason slate, and their roster is just about down to the uh, to what they want it to be going to that regular season opener. The big news, Joe Morgan Frost, their top one of their top prospects, did not make the roster. He was assigned to Lehigh Valley, the team's AHL affiliate. That was certainly a surprise because he seemed like the clear-cut favorite to fill in for Kevin Hayes who, as we know, is going to miss six to eight weeks because of abdominal surgery. Frost was put in all the situations. He played with James Van Riemsdyk and Joel Farabee. He played with Cam Atkinson and Oscar Lindblom. He had the chance to really win that job, but he did not. Joe, what did you think of Morgan Frost not making the team? Were you upset? Did you understand it? Uh, And how will the team adjust in your your mind? Well, Jordan, I said on the last podcast that – it was kind of disappointing to me that he did not take the bull by the horns here with this opportunity. Um, when Taryn and I spoke with him at, <clears throat> at media day a few weeks ago, he, he did say that the Hayes injury has had made it sort of an, the, an extra emphasis, this, um, this camp to, to really um, seize the opportunity to, to, with a big one in front of him that basically you know, it, it seemed for all intents and purposes that it was his job to lose, um, at least for the interim while Hayes wasn't in the lineup. And he lost it. I don't think there's any other way to look at this. Um, now, there's a number of factors here, and Chuck Fletcher addressed some of those yesterday when he spoke, and he said, you know, that the, the, about he spoke about the layoff, which we've discussed here on the podcast several times, about the you know, how little hockey he's played recently because of the injury that he suffered. Um, So that might be part of it. Um, But nothing that he said when he talked about the layoff would indicate that he was feeling any sort of way other than at his best. So, you know, it was surprising to me. I really, um, you know, Taryn's pointed out several times and and asked Morgan about it a, a number of times, media day. And there was a, uh, she did a, a Zoom interview with him a month or so ago. And, you know, he, he's bulked up. It looked, it looked like he really focused on um, the physical, I guess you could say the physical part of his game, but putting on pounds because, you know, we all know what he, he doesn't, his stature is not, um, that of, uh, uh, you know, he's not a, a guy out there that's going to physically intimidate anyone with his size. 
And, you know, maybe the injury he suffered, you know, maybe that was kind of a wake up call, like, Hey, I, I need to pack on a little bit of pounds here to, to get my, to make myself more durable in this league. Um, so it's clear he focused on that. So, you know, I, but he didn't win the job. And, and what are you going to, like, what, what can you do? Um, and the other thing, and Chuck Fletcher pointed out yesterday, and we've talked about it uh, plenty on this podcast, that they want Morgan Frost playing games. They don't want him sitting in the rafters watching games in the press box. And it, you know, with the way he played combined with his, um, there, there really wouldn't be a spot once Hayes came back. I guess they thought the best way to get him game action is to get him with the Phantom. So they'll play top forward minutes and he'll play on an every night basis with the Phantoms. And, and that's the way to get him, uh, you know, get him back in game shape. And then, you know, we've talked about it before. There's going to be injuries there. It's inevitable. There will be things that come up during the course of a season and maybe he's in a better place to make an impact with this team uh, down the line in this season. But um, I mean, I, I don't think there's any way to look at this other than to be disappointed that he didn't kind of take the reins and run with it, given that it was almost, Hey, this is yours. So as long as you don't give it away, it'll be yours. And then it's not his. Um, and I don't know how to look at that other than be disappointed. Yeah, I, I think Chuck Fletcher was being fully honest when he was discussing Morgan Frost and why they made the decision. Um, he had a lot of good things to say. He said Morgan Frost actually had a better camp than they anticipated. They thought, given what he had gone through with his shoulder surgery and then obviously COVID-19, uh, bringing a halt to his initial rookie season at the pro level, you know, he had gone 560-plus days of playing only two pro hockey games before his preseason debut. So that is a long time and he's coming off shoulder surgery. So that is a lot, but I do feel like Chuck Fletcher was sugarcoating it a little bit because they're trying to not have people push the panic button on this kid. They're trying to make sure Morgan Frost uh, keeps his confidence up. But the fact is they probably would have loved for him to go in there and, and win this job and take the bull by the horns. Like you said, Joe. And he just didn't. And so it's not the end of the world. It is not the end of the world. But, I mean, if Morgan Frost goes in there and he has two goals, two assists, or a goal, three assists, has a great preseason, they're probably raving about Morgan Frost and they've got him in their second-line center spot. Instead, he went scoreless, and he just didn't look like himself. He, he did look like timing was off, um, and he did look like he was starting the press. And I think at that point, the Flyers realized, you know what? like he's starting to press already in terms of, I need to make plays. I need to score in the preseason. Uh, what happens when he gets to the regular season and he's pressing even more, they probably felt the right thing to do for Morgan Frost was let this kid go to AHL affiliate Lehigh Valley, let him build his confidence, let him go in a less pressure situation where people aren't watching as much and let him play again, play in all situations. He's going to kill penalties down there. He, of course, is going to play on the power play. He's going to be one of their top centers. He's going to be in really good spots to just feel comfortable again, build confidence. And when he gets back to the Flyers, eventually, um, he'll be a confident player, a kid that feels like himself again. Morgan Frost is what Chuck Fletcher said the other day, a top, top player that probably hasn't been cut many times in his life. He needs to get his confidence back. And I think, I do believe the Flyers 
feel strongly that that what he went through is really difficult. It's a long, that's a long time to not be playing games for a kid that's probably been used to playing hockey nonstop year round, very little breaks. Um, so that is difficult. But at the same time, if Morgan Frost went in there and, uh, and totally knocked the door down, uh, we wouldn't be saying his timing looks off or, Hey, this is best for him to go to Lehigh Valley. He just didn't win the job. That's okay. It happens. Uh, and the Flyers have to adjust now. Yeah, and what, what you'd like to see is, and, you know, I, I'll just compare it to the end of last season. Now, I know the circumstances were totally different and the players different, but when, when Wade Allison came up, right away he came in, he produced, he was all over the ice, you never didn't notice him, and he made the decision, and there really wasn't a comparable decision to make at that time of the season for the Flyers, but, you know, the Flyers want, want, would want a guy to make – make it hard for them to take him out of the lineup. Like we have to keep playing this kid. And that's not what Morgan did. Um, now, because of his stature within the organization and how highly touted of a prospect he is, I'm sure the decision was tough, but in terms of the results and the play on the ice, I don't think this decision was that tough for them to make because he didn't really do much. And you'd hurt, you'd hope to see him kind of like burst off the ice and, and, you notice him every time he's on the ice. And I just don't think that happened. Not for a good reason. I mean, you noticed him just kind of not, you noticed him because of you were looking for him, but you didn't notice him because of anything in particular that he was doing on the ice. And I think that's the disturbing and disappointing part, but, you know, hopefully, you know, Every, we're all human beings, right? Like, you know, you, you go, you or I could go into a situation where we are, uh, you know, d doing less than maybe if we, um, one of our bosses said, Hey, go, we need you to just do, uh, something that you would have done in previous years in your job. And it's something the two of us could do with our eyes closed. Even though we know we're past that point, if we went and did it, it would, you know, it puffs up your confidence. It, it you know, you, you kind of puff your chest out a little bit. You would, that's the way it would work. So hopefully that's what happens with Morgan here. And he goes down there, plays well, produces and gets that confidence going. And, you know, we've all seen pro athletes that play with confidence versus guys that don't. And it all, it affects different guys in different ways. Um, Obviously, we, we talked about that in the past with Shane Gostasbear. Maybe no player I've ever seen affected by confidence more. So, you know, confidence is a big factor, and it affects people different ways. So hopefully if he goes down there and gets that confidence back by producing with the Phantoms, um, you know, he's ready if called upon. And, again, we, we've said it. The Flyers have a number of veterans on this team, and – to, to, to go into the season with the idea that you would come through unscathed is probably unrealistic. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see Morgan later, uh, you know, down the road in this, this season. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Joe, I do believe Morgan Frost will be back here at some point this season. I think they're going to need him at some point. Um, if he's not, and he's developing in a full normal year with Lehigh Valley, I also don't think that's the end of the world. I, I've no. written that before. I wrote that before the Kevin Hayes injury, where it was looking like he would certainly be in the odd man out down the middle uh, once they signed Derek Broussard. I don't think it's a bad thing if he finally gets a full year at the pro level. I mean, his rookie year in 2019-20 at the pro level was really good. He was one of the fans' best players. He came up to the Flyers and had a nice, uh, real loud start. Obviously, he tapered off a little bit. That's understandable. Uh, everything was going well until COVID-19 hit and, every, and you know, the whole world changed. So I wouldn't think it's the end of the world if he goes down there, he develops, as long as the Flyers are doing okay, uh, because I do worry about their depth down the middle. We'll get into that. But Chuck Fletcher did say, listen, there is no rush to Morgan Frost. He's gone through a lot. We're, we're going to be okay. Um, we think this is best for Morgan Frost. Uh, he will be here at some point, but let's make sure we're doing right by him. I do believe the Flyers feel strongly about that. But let's, let's, not, uh, let's not sugarcoat it. They did give him all the opportunity to maybe see if he could really be here right now and show that the injury and everything is in the past and that his timing is here. And he just didn't quite win the job. It, it is what it is. Joe. Yeah, I mean, these guys, these guys like uh, Frost, Tanner Lazinski, I know he's injured now, but Cam York, like these prospects that the Flyers have, it's not about this season. It, it's, a, it's about the future. And there's no reason to push the panic button on guys that you weren't counting on anyway. I mean, in a perfect world, we're not talking about whether Morgan Frost would have made the team because Kevin Hayes is the second line center and he's yeah. not injured. So it's not like, this is a guy that you were expecting to do X, Y, and Z this coming season. And now he's going to the minor league. So it's, you know, I don't want to say you're playing with house money because you're not Kevin Hayes is not going to be there to start the season, but you know, it's not about this season for Morgan Frost, Tam York, Tanner Lazinski, the list goes on and on. So, you know, no, no reason to push the panic button. We know this kid has promise. And, you know, quite frankly, everybody's lives in whatever profession you're doing, everybody's lives have been affected uh, over the last two years. It's just there's no way to escape it. So, you know, pro athletes are no different. And I feel pro sports are such a what have you done for me now uh, business. And I feel like that rings particularly true in the NHL prospect world. I mean, if you look at it like, Flyers fans and, and media, all of us, 
we, we tend to get excited over one big season and a prospect has one big season and suddenly he's like the favorite prospect among us media and the fans and everyone's real excited about the prospect because he he's the talk of the town right now. Um, all it takes is one year for a prospect to get hurt and kind of get back into the shadows and all of a sudden you forget about him. You think uh, maybe you, you start contemplating his future. It, it's such a what have you done for me now business. Um, Morgan Frost missed all of last season. He had an injury. It doesn't mean you got to push the panic button and forget about his future. He's 22 years old. He's got really high level NHL skill. Um, the package, everything else, it's still developing. Give us some time. I'm certainly not going to give up on Morgan Frost yet. Uh, would I have liked to see him as their second line center right now making plays? Absolutely. But I'm not going to I'm not going to freak out and say trade Morgan Frost or anything like that. Like, give us some time. We'll see where it goes. But, Joe, I will say I'm absolutely concerned about the Flyers' depth down the middle right now. Uh, if you look back, when the Flyers had Sean Couturier, Kevin Hayes, Nolan Patrick, everyone was like, whoa, that's some really good center depth. Three big centers that could be tough to play against. We finally had center depth, all that fun stuff. Uh, Nolan Patrick's no longer here, whether you want to – talk about his season and how bad it was last year or whatnot, but he's still second overall pick with upside. Nolan Patrick's no longer here. Morgan Frost is not in the lineup. Kevin Hayes is hurt. Now suddenly you're looking at Sean Couturier, Derek Broussard, Scott Lawton, and Nate Thompson. Um, it doesn't blow you off the page. Uh, there's not a lot of speed there. There's a older player. There's some older players and Nate Thompson, Derek Broussard, not knocking those guys. I think they're good for depth reasons, but suddenly they're looking like they're going to have to play a lot more. I do worry about the flyers lacking down the middle of the ice through the opening month or so of this season. Does that concern you, Joe? Uh, it does concern me. I, I will say this though. Derek Broussard is a guy who has played top forward minutes. And when I say top, I mean, top six forward minutes for several successful teams. Um, and recently. So it's not like this guy, it, it's, it's not like he is being put in a role that he's not used to. I don't necessarily think it was the role he came to this team expecting to play, but for the time being, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. And, you know, um, the thing with Lawton, he, he's a, he's a, like a Swiss army knife. He'll play wherever up and down the lineup, wing center, whatever the case may be. And he's always going to be there. I would be concerned about the production because um, Derek Broussard's never been a player that's lighting up the score sheet. Um, Scott Lawton, not a player that's lighting up the score sheet. Um, and again, when you look at a guy like Broussard being your second line center, there's chemistry that's to develop. And, you know, that's, that would be my concern. My, my concern would be, not only the depth, but the developing chemistry in a line that you necessarily weren't expecting to play with. Um, and then, it, um, you know, I wasn't going into this season thinking Nate Thompson was an every game player, but it appears that he'll have to be an every game player for the beginning part of the season. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I mean, that's concerning. He's not a player that you're relying on to really do anything offensively you're you're relying him on him playing good checking line minutes not much else and you know that's that's definitely concerning it concerns me uh on the penalty kill because uh Kevin Hayes is a big part of that 
And, you know, there, I, I definitely think there are de concerning things. And if you suffer another injury, then, then you're, there's not much leeway. Um, you're kind of maxed out at this point in terms of centers. Um, of course, you know, Drew could always move back to center, but then you're talking about what is that doing to your wings? And, you know, I, there's a trickle down effect to everything. And, you know, it, it's, it's definitely a concern and it's a concern that, that you really weren't anticipating having going into this season. Um, so it'll definitely be interesting to see how this plays out. Absolutely. And I think that's why I, I, I want to magnify the importance of Kevin Hayes. I do think he's an incredibly important player to the Flyers, and that's why I'm concerned about where they will be without him, especially with Morgan Frost not making the roster. When the Hayes injury initially happened, I thought, well, if Frost can come in and provide offense, then I think they can make do. Frost can provide some of Kevin Hayes's offensive attributes and then you have a lot of other guys that can maybe make up for his his penalty killing and his five on five defensive play but without frost i i do worry now about the speed down the middle and the playmaking ability and will they be able to score enough goals to kind of stay afloat during the early parts of the season the early parts of the season are early i get that but i think it is a crucial start to this season with a new love team um coming off of last year which was a disaster. I think fans really want to see a positive start. They want to feel positive energy. The team wants to feel the positive energy. Um, they need to build a new dynamic and a new confidence going into this year. I think the start of the season will be crucial to that. If you struggle to, to open this year, maybe some doubts start to creep in across the fan base, maybe into your, into your dressing room too of, man, we're already starting slow. I think it's, so it's a very important start to the season. I think if the Flyers can stay afloat and kind of weather the storm without Hayes early on, we'll all forget about everything in terms of Morgan Frost not winning a roster spot. Did, do they have enough depth down the middle? I think if they can weather the storm, get Kevin Hayes back um, in a decent spot, they'll be fine. They'll be okay. But uh, yeah, I do. I can't help but look at the center depth and not see enough speed and playmaking. I think it's going to put a lot of pressure on their goal scorers. It's going to put a lot of pressure on Sean Couturier and even Claude Drew, who obviously is playing on the wing, but still a big-time playmaker. So we'll have to see where the Flyers uh, get to there. Uh, but, Joe, I think at least one good thing is they look very much set on defense and in net. I think we know it's going to be Carter Hart and Martin Jones, and we know they're 6D pairs. Carter Hart did miss practice the other day uh, on Thursday. The Flyers said it was because of maintenance. They don't have concerns about him for the regular season opener on October 15th, but he is – is not playing in Friday night's preseason finale, but they do not have concerns about him. So for the most part, I think the defense and the situation in net looks pretty good. And I think that's a real positive. Yeah. I, I just to comment on what you said there about the, the early season thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to roll out the cliches that we hear from the players, but you hear it all the time. Two points in November count just as much as two points in uh, well, this season, April would be the last month of the regular season. Um, but it's true. And uh, just to borrow a, a theory from Al Morgani, he for years has always said, you want to look at where you, at, you are at Thanksgiving and the holidays. Because the, the, the lineage between where teams are at the Thanksgiving and the holidays and those that go on to make the playoffs 
is very definitive. And Thanksgiving and the holidays is two months into the season. It's not, it, it's not that long. So you can't mess around with two months. Of course, the St. Louis Blues bucked that trend a few years ago, but they're, they're, they're the exception. That was, I mean, we, everybody talked about how crazy that run was. The run, of course, started here in Philadelphia. And that's why it got a lot of attention in this area. But you can't ignore what the normal trend is. And you can't just go out there and lay up the, the first bunch of games because you have injury issues. You have this. You have that. Every team goes through something. So the games, again, in the standings, the game in October and November count just as much as the game in March and April. And you can't afford to just go out there and say, oh, well, you know, it's only October. It's only the third week of the season. It's only our first road trip or whatever the case may be, because that stuff's not going to work. And come April, you're going to go, man, it would have been great if we could get, you know, grab four points out of that road trip that we took back in November where we didn't get any. I mean, heck, the Flyers a few years ago, how many times did they look at that, that holiday road trip as the turning point of their season? But if we, re- if we remember, they were in such a bad spot at that holiday road trip that they needed to go on an incredible run just to get in the playoffs. And I don't think that is anything that any player or coach wants to sign up for before the season starts. Yeah. So you don't want to be playing playoff, playoff type games from the end of January to the end of the season, just to get in. You don't want that. So, you know, you, you have to take the, the beginning of the season just as, as um, you know, just as the weight of importance has to be the same as a game in February, March. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think the fan base has all the right to be frustrated by a slow start. Uh, they were immensely frustrated by last season and justifiably so. The team allowed more goals than anyone in hockey had a 30th ranked penalty kill. It took a major step back and they saw the teams, the fan base saw a busy off season, a, a pretty good job by Chuck Fletcher to retool this team, give it a new look. Now they really got to put it onto the ice. And I don't think Flyers fans will be happy with a so-so start. They won't be happy with a bad start. Um, and naturally in pro sports, when fans are frustrated, uh, pressure builds and, this is a win now season for the Flyers. Like they have a lot of veterans on one year deals. Um, some of their big names they brought in, of course, you think are here for the future, like Ryan Ellis, um, Cam Atkinson, uh, Rasmister Salinas on the final year of his deal. And I'm sure they probably want to resign him depending on how things go. Actually, they definitely probably want to resign him. But, you know, they have a lot of older players on one year deals that are trying to make this a real important, impactful season for the Flyers. And if things start slow, maybe you start questioning, okay, um, where do we go after this season? Because we have a lot of guys that are probably going to be on their way out. We need some of our younger kids to step up and play better. And we have another big off season ahead of us. So long story short, the beginning of the season is important. And um, the Flyers are facing some depth issues to start it. There's no doubt about that. And so, like you said, it's what, it's what have you done for me lately in pro sports? Just ask uh, Nick Sirianni. Yeah. He was the coaching genius after the first week. And then, you know, you turn on the radio, either of the sports stations in town, and you hear uh, people calling for his job four games into his, into his head coaching career. So, it, it, I mean, of course, that's the NFL. So there's much – it's much more magnified in that particular league. But it's the same can say, you know, true 
across the four major sports, of course. And uh, I mean, even in college sports these days, it's, it's what have you done for me lately? Nobody's, uh, nobody's talking about, you know, what you did two or three years ago or uh, five or 10 years ago, for sure. It's, it's all about now. Absolutely. And I want to be clear too. I really like Scott Lawton. I, I know I'm questioning the Flyers center depth. Scott Lawton's one of my favorite players in terms of what he does on the ice, his impact. I really like him, but I really like him when he's in a third, fourth line spot where he, his effectiveness is really, really accentuated. And right now, like he start, he started training camp on the fourth line wing. And now he's looking like maybe a second line center or at least a third line center. And that just shows you how much their depth has been hit. I really think he's at his best when he can score, he can provide offense. Um, I think he's more skilled than he gets credit for, but when he's in a lesser role in terms of being that like go-to offensive guy, and now he's going to be looking at uh, a role where he's really going to have to do a lot down the middle of the ice, produce offense. Um, part of what we loved about the Flyers all season was that it allowed some of their depth, pl depth players to really be depth guys um, and that made them look really deep. Now, a lot more on everyone's plate uh, as this season gets started. But we will have to see how it all unfolds. I know, Joe, you and I were super excited for the October 15th regular season opener. I'm super excited for pre- and post-game live. Uh, and I think Flyers fans are excited for this season. I think there's still plenty of reason to be excited. But we will have to watch how the Flyers make up for all these injuries and Morgan Frost not making the roster. Uh, it does change things. And uh, we'll see how it all transpires. But Joe Fordyce, thank you so much as always. Great chatting with you. Cannot wait to chat with you again. A big time thank you for, to Steve Graham, our Sixers video producer, who's helping us out with the Flyers Talk podcast today. Big time thanks to Steve and Flyers fans. As always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and listen. And we cannot wait to talk to you next time.